This is Black Box Radio. We are in the Rona Report. Um, today we have Rain Pryor. Say hi to the people. Hello <laughs> to the people. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> okay, Rain. Um, tell the um, community, like, if this was a normal April day, and yes. um, what would you be doing? If it was a normal April day on a Friday, mm-hmm. I probably would be having pizza night or hosting a slumber party, actually, for my daughter. Okay. Usually that that's what we do. It's Friday nights are usually like our family night. Got it. So, so yeah. Do in the evening. So doing a regular Friday day, because you are a um, city council candidate for the third district in Baltimore City. So you would campaign during the day and Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Knocking on doors and yeah, going to house to house. And now, which is funny, now I just make calls just to check on people to make sure they're okay in our neighborhood. Got it, got yeah. it. So yeah. this virus has definitely stagnated your campaign. Yes. Yes. Everything that you've done. So you have a whole new normal. And what is that? (laughs) You know, the whole new normal, I think, has has just brought you in touch with really what's real about each other. Mm. You know, it it kind of, you know, my my daughter suffers from sometimes panic attacks and and anxiety. Mm -hmm. So being able to deal with that on a 24 hour basis and to help her, it kind of puts life into perspective. I also have, uh, have had challenging health issues. Mm -hmm. So for myself, it's kind of just brought everything down to a very basic level, which is, do I need it right now? Um, and can I be in gratitude for what I do have right now and not be in as much fear about what the future will hold? Exactly. Because I don't know. And so it's kept me very present. And I've been trying to share that with my friends and family as well. Hmm. You know what, Sister Rain? It is something yes. to say about n- not knowing what you're not, what you don't know. You, know, you don't right. know what you don't know. Yeah. It really makes you live in the moment. Like yes, right now, does. we don't know what we don't know. We don't. We don't <laughs> we, know. We have, yeah, we don't know. So, and when you're in that space, you you really live with a sense of urgency, I think. You do. You do. And and at the same time, so you can either have that urgency, which is that flight and fight response that we normally that we have because we're we're animalistic and we're human. Mm-hmm. And then we have that place. Do we really put into practice the things that we are taught? Can we put into practice to have patience? Can we put into practice to be nice to thy neighbor? Mm-hmm. Can we put into practice to really be about community? It takes a village. Oh. You know, it kind of forces us to narrow it down from the urgency of it all to really what matters right now. Yep. And we see a lot of it doesn't. Like the stuff we have doesn't matter. I'm telling you, it peels the banana. You know? <laughs> when you peel this banana, it takes you straight to the meat. It don't let you gradually like, okay, well, now I can't go nowhere. Or, or now I just can't do this. This tell it shuts you down. Oh yeah, like, we're in the you know like boom. like my friends say we're in the for real for real right now. <laughs> real, talk. real talk for real. Yeah, for real. yeah. <laughs> I like that. Your friend is on point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, that's exactly where we are. We're in the for real for real, and that space makes you live. I think more intentional. 
Yes. And what a beautiful space to be in, right? Mm -hmm. When you can place our, when we can place our mindset on what our true intention is. Wow. It clears away all the other stuff. So there's no, like right now we don't have a distraction other than, you know, TV, food, whatever, mm-hmm. what we really don't have that distraction. So we can really focus. What is it we want? Like right now I've been telling all my friends, what do you want? What did you want in your life? What did you not have before this that you want after this? And what is in the way of you having that? And let's start there. We get to all start over, <laughs> you know, Ooh, this is a reset. That's yeah. what the guest said. Isn't that interesting then too? It's almost Easter queen. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like it, Easter is about reset. Yep. Passover is about reset. Ramad, you know, it's all about a reset. Yeah. It's, and and we're it's in spiritual it. and this can be spiritual. You can, yes. when, you, when you have this much time to listen to yourself, Yeah, you have to develop something. You do. Positive. Yeah. And you know what? And the negative, the negative that comes out, mm-hmm. you know, because I, I noticed for myself, I haven't been perfect in this process, you know, and I, I've reached a boiling point at, at a moment. And I, and for me, it allowed me to look and go, this is what I still need to work on. This is something I get to now release for myself and grow from it. So to not be afraid of any of that feeling that comes up, that negativity that comes up, because maybe it's a reflection for us to be able to look at something and then move past it and grow. And grow. Yep. Amazing. (laughs) Amazing. I love this conference. I love talking about stuff like this. So thank you so much. (laughs) You're so welcome. And and, and it's it's cathartic, you know, these types of, uh, this is like, um, it gets the depression away because you can, you can really tap into, you give a voice to your feelings and, you know, especially, you know, when we're talking about uh, if you want to, be more, if I can be more specific, when I talk about, you know, being a black woman in America at mm-hmm. this time and the stresses that we do have as men and women, this all plays a part into all of this. And it brings up all of our basic, it brings up our basic fears. It mm-hmm. shows us where there's um, structural problems in the world. Mm-hmm. It shows us point blank the systemic issues that exist. And all this is rising and bubbling up in us and has been and for generations and generations. But again, this is a reset for us to be able to tap into our true ability to one that we do always overcome. Yep. We're survivors. Yeah. Real talk. Real talk. <laughs> we are definitely that. Yeah. But and, and I think that humans are survivors. Yes. You know, a lot of people will survive, but, you know, a few people will die. But yes. the, the most important thing is, are we going to leave from this better? Yes. Because Mother Earth is talking. Oh, right. She's screaming. Absolutely. She's and done talking. She's yelling. She can do worse than this. Right. You know? And so we, we got to do some uh, real human stuff and treat Mother Earth better. Right. We do. And, mm-hmm. and I, you know, it's funny that you should say that, too, because, you know, usually uh, the year before last, my husband and I planted a garden that actually really 
makes great vegetables and fruit like we've grown it. And, Mm. and we stopped last year because it was just a lot of rain. And so this year, you know, it's, it's that time when we decided, let's just do it again. Mm -hmm. And there's something again to be said, it's, it's the reset, it's the cultivating, it's growing within. And there's something about putting your hands in the earth Mm -hmm. that gives you a sense of grounding and belonging and the fact that you can do that and grow your own, there's something very freeing about that. So <laughs> I know, look, I know it sounds all esoteric, but it's true. No, you're telling the truth because you look at industry. Um, part of the control of the human is the food service, is the food industry. Exactly. And you don't grow anything. So that's why no. essential employees are food service workers. Right. Because if the store didn't open, how would we eat? Exactly. So <laughs> it is a reason. I don't know. Somebody, somebody's figuring out a way to eat right now. I'm hearing forks on plate somewhere. Oh, uh-huh. it's, not, <laughs> it's not over here. <laughs> Could somebody eat some cereal over there or something? What, what cereal? Yeah, somebody eat something. You can hear it. Yeah. I can't hear it all day. <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> I don't know. You said we somebody's finding no, a way to eat. You know what? It's dinner time in our house. That's probably what you were hearing was the kid and the husband eating. Oh, and so I've said to them, can you go to the other room? We can hear no, you. No, 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 it's fine. No. It's fine. Let me, uh, this is authentic. It's fine. I just thought, I just thought it was a funny moment that we were talking about. We're talking eating about eating. I know, right. And then you hear the clicking of the clink, 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 clink. Yeah. Yeah. And you <laughs> know this is authentic. So it's all Wait, good. If you ask my husband, there's, you know, like nails on the chalkboard. Mm-hmm. There's something about a scraping plate. And I think it's the way that I was brought up that <laughs> drives me nuts. Like I go to my dad mode, which is like, did you finish your food? You know, like I just, oh, go, you I just go, like, you know, right in there. Oh my God. <laughs> I love this. All right. So we want to segue into like family. How are you and your family um, gelling and your daughter's home? You said you were dealing with her and handling in your mind space, you know? Just- I, I think for me, I thought I was handling it well. And then a few days ago, I think I lost it for a minute. <laughs> um, and then I, and that's when I realized, oh, my handling it is holding it all in. Like for some reason, I got to hold this all in and be this way. I think for my husband, he's really, he's always really chill, um, which is very good for our, for me and Lotus. So he's like, you know, he, his way of dealing with, with stress is he'll go into the office and, you know, start uploading clothes to his online store. Like he'll just refocus. Mm. How can I do this? Um, and then for my daughter, it's, I think it's harder for her because the schedule is different and, you know, kids need kind of routine. And so the whole routine is messed up. Mm-hmm. And having to rethink now what the routine will be and be inventive about it. Because it's one thing to have the school online and, you know, from eight to whatever, but right now they're on spring break. It's mm-hmm. another thing to be at home and have to still have that um, accountability. You yeah. know, how do I show up at eight o'clock in the morning in my bedroom on my computer? 
you know, um, and you be, throw them loafers on your feet. You got to right? do something. That, that's <laughs> right. what I do. I put some shoes on, some hard bottom shoes or something. Right. <laughs> I might have to put her in her, in her school uniform oh, you know, <laughs> just to be like, good morning. School oh day. My God. <laughs> throw them, throw them those buckle, those buckle backs. You know, right. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> We'd be clicking around the house all day. Right? Be- but hey, hey. Yeah. Isn't that like, because everything, again, it goes back to what we started off with. It goes back to simplicity, Mm -hmm. right? Everything is simple again. So we're, we're, and we're also having to deal with each other Mm. on a whole new level. Like my daughter was so kind. She just turned 12, Mm -hmm. you know, and like in quarantine turned 12, her birthday plans were squashed, you know, Mm -hmm. and she said, it's not that I don't love you and Papa. She goes, I just don't want to be around you this much all the time. <laughs> That's real honest. You know, and I had to say to her, well, we feel the same. You know? <laughs> yeah, you were like, ditto. I feel that also. Yeah. And then she said, but this is not a competition. And ran upstairs and shut the door. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes, she did. And it made me, you know, it made me laugh because I think we'd all can relate. We mm-hmm. know what that feeling is. We know what it feels. You know, it's one thing to go, okay, I'm a hermit because you choose it. It's yep. another thing to be told you can't go out. Yep. And this is why we have to look at every institution that we create for other people. These yes. homes we're creating, these elder care yeah, facilities, prisons, um, group homes. We got to look at how we house the least of us or people who yes. make mistakes. Because yes. when you have this type of uh, virus that comes to it, it can it can sweep you and kill all these people from the systems that we set up. Right. So well, you know, it's like we have this backwards thinking that dense housing is what's going to cure everything. And what we need to realize is this, the spaces that we have where we can build upon to allow people to be able to afford single family homes is what we need to focus on and get people out of these dense populations into owning and being from the land again. That's why it's important for me. Like the reason I grow vegetables Mm -hmm. is to not be dependent on a system, but to teach our younger people as well, how to not be dependent on the system that wants to keep us stuck. Mm -hmm. And then with this virus, what it has done with many of us and where we're at, do you know, 70% of the people with the virus or who are being severely affected are African-American. Absolutely. And so that is something not only to like, that's what I was saying, like all the systemic stuff is popping up Mm -hmm. and it's been, we know it, we've seen it, but I think now it seems to be spotlighted. And so now we really have to do something about it. No more talk. Let's get into action about it. Forget Mm -hmm. like, forget I'm running for politics, like aside from that, because mm-hmm. I really got into it because I really care about my community. But but let's put that aside and go, okay, what are we going to do as a city for the people, period? Yep. Period. What are we going to do for West Baltimore? What are we going to do for yep. South Baltimore? What are we going to do for East, you know, yep. Baltimore? That's the truth. If we, if we as a uh, leg- well, legislator and the government, right. if they invest truly in the people, right. there will be that would be the best investment. It would, it would mature so much for the country. They all invest in systems and corporations, but if you just invest in the people and, and make them very viable, the people will give because the people are the product. 
Yes. Don't, don't act like everybody and these systems mean anything. But if you didn't have people to insert them into, right. nothing works. So if right. you invest in that population, imagine what you can get from it. Imagine what we, we could get that route. And imagine what we could get if we now trained our young people to help rebuild our city. And yep. then we're giving jobs and we're and we're doing all this together. It's gonna inside be out. it would be incredible. Yep. Inside right? out, sister Rain. Inside right. out. That's right. <laughs> yep. That's how it is. But listen, um, you've been amazing. Uh, um, thank you. Yeah, you've been amazing. We're at the part of the interview where we do like a last will and testament. Okay. And that's where you leave a jewel, you leave um, maybe a talent, because um, you do come from a famous famous lineage. <laughs> I do, I do. Yes, you do. Can you tell the people about that a little quickly? Well, you know, my, my father was uh, the late and great uh, Richard Pryor, and... You know, I will I will leave this like part of the the will and testament of of all of this is if my dad were here today, besides the fact that he would probably be be extremely hysterical and kicked out of most things for the way that he spoke, because he spoke truth to power and it would be in this moment to be authentic of who we are and not to change that for anybody and that nobody is what we're learning, at least from COVID, is no one is better than anybody else. And that if we're going to survive, we need to survive um, in a togetherness and respectability yep. of one another. Thank you so much. It's been beautiful. Thank you. G? Rain, thank you so much for taking a few moments of your day to spend with us and for being patient to work through the challenges of making this happen. Really, really appreciate you. Patient with me, so I appreciate it. <laughs> I'm very grateful. And Thank also, for, thanks, thanks for all of the uh, insights that you offered to the community in this conversation. Thank you very much. I'm grateful. For everyone listening, if you would like to hear more voices from the Rona Report, you can visit blackboxradio.com. That's B-L-A-K-B-O-X-X. R-A-D-I-O dot com. You can also find Black Box on Instagram and Facebook at Black Box and on Twitter at Box Black. That's B-O-X-X-B-L-A-K. All right. This is the Rona Report. It is 4-10-20 and we just spoke with Sister Rain Pryor. Again, we appreciate your time and your genius you brought to this recording, to the Rona Report. Thank you so much, Sister Rain. Black Box Radio, we out. Peace.